welcome to season two, episode five, where I break it down regarding what it means to be asymptomatic. Now, 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 before you go, ah, this has nothing to do with me. Believe it or not, being asymptomatic has more to do with the whole population than anyone who is HIV positive. Meaning, if you are among the populace who does not want to get it, in air quotes, it, being HIV, this would actually be the one episode you'd want to listen to. Just saying. Last week, I talked about my Band-Aid episode. And what I hope you had taken from that was one, invisibility. You can't see it. And the other one is time, because time can pass. Not just weeks, not just months, but years can pass. And you will have no clue that you have little viral soldiers hanging out in you. Now, it's going to scare you a little bit, but I need to add a third component to this. Because along with invisibility and time is that, again, with the whole idea that we attribute human characteristics to a virus, is we think the virus works on our schedule. Uh, no, it doesn't. The second of these two parts has to do with your immune system. Just like what I had shared in a previous episode with title, template, theme, in terms of doing the sex identification, the gender identification, the difference between masculine and feminine traits, sexual orientation and sexual preference, nature versus nature, is that your immune system has many things in common with your human peers, but it is contingent upon how you handle your body that is going to determine how well you can handle combating infection. So if you are not treating your body like a finely tuned automobile, then you are going to be subject to more complications, more breakdowns, more repairs that you're going to have to pay for. I stress this because often we hear about, well, once you become compromised, whatever the condition may be, then that's when you got to pull out the big guns. That's when you got to start considering fundamental restorative, reparative elements so that you can heal, that you can recover and heal and resume participating in the world as a healthy human being. I would really love this to shift. And in my world, it's in the context of HIV, that if you are doing things to impair your judgment, if you are doing things to break down your resilience, if you are doing things that wear you down and wear you out. Now, this part is not about judgment. I, Honest to goodness, if we could just stop all the moralizing, 
whether it's eating or smoking or drinking or who you're hanging out with or who you're shagging, if we could just put that aside for a moment, where it is critical here is that when you talk about the virus in terms of transmission, when it takes up shop in your human sack and it does its invisible, I'm coming in, and while it's making its quote-unquote babies, not human babies, viral babies, that that is where it's going to be a kicker or a kick to the teeth as to whether your seroconversion is overtly noticeable or if you thought you just had the sniffles. <laughs> How do these two parts do the tango? How is it that they dance with one another? Why did I refer to this as a schedule, HIV's time schedule? Well, as scary as this may sound, one part is the viral process. It knows what it needs to do in any way that it functions. That, believe it or not, is not as variable as you are. As scary as this may sound, this is where the true empowerment is. And in my humble opinion, this is where the messaging ought to be. Because, yes, we need to talk modes of transmission. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether it's condoms, clean needles, etc., You'll note that I don't talk about those a great deal as of yet, because all of those modes of transmission are very human, very inherent to all of us. And like asking us to not engage in the modes of transmission is, to me, asking us not to be human. So I place a lot of emphasis on susceptibility and at-risk behaviors and Susceptibility and at-risk behaviors has everything to do with how you perceive your body and how you have the resources to take care of your body. And believe it or not, people don't understand that people get fatigued. They get fatigued. And so what do they do? They engage in the very human behavior that leads to the modes of transmission and it can be quite the vicious cycle. In keeping with this season's format, I am going to conclude this episode with a personal anecdotal story. It's simply this. While I was 26 years old, while I was 26 years old in 1996, raising my six-year-old child, I was being bombarded by prevention messages. For me, the big elephant in the room message was, don't have another unplanned pregnancy. And that's not some passive-aggressive dig at my kid, myself, or even my kid's dad. Um, rather, it is just a very practical approach to family planning. And this was coupled with, hey, how about you 
get the skills to get the J-O-B. Once you get the J-O-B, how about you get some college credits, maybe a degree so you can get a career. And once you have the career, then you can have the salary and the benefits. And hey, how about you get shelter so that you're safe. And once you have shelter, that's a house that you can be safe in. How about you try to make it feel like a home? And hey, if you can, try to afford a vehicle. And if you can afford that vehicle, can you afford to pay for the repairs for that vehicle. And oh, by the way, how about you also figure out if it's okay to have a boxed meal, a semi-homemade meal, or a meal made from scratch. Be a conscientious parrot, parent and make sure, parrot hall, be a conscientious parent and make sure they have their vaccinations, immunizations, inoculations, make sure they're brushing their teeth, that they're being toilet trained, potty trained, and that you're helping them, you know, have chores by keeping their room clean. How about you also help them socialize with their peers, how to respect their elders, how to complete their homework, participate in school in a way that is meaningful and relevant and will get them ahead in life. And each and every day, put your head down to your pillow going, thank you, thank you for allowing me to shepherd this precious child of mine through all of the healthy hurdles of life. P.S. It's an added bonus if you can have a little bit of fun. You know, go out with your girlfriends, maybe go out clubbing, maybe go on a date. Don't do anything on that date that would result in an unplanned pregnancy. And, oh, I don't know, sniff a flower in a field somewhere and go tra-la-la-la-la. So, to all of you in the public health messaging community, stop it. Stop the pig piling we're tired. We're not tired from being irresponsible. We're tired from trying to be responsible. And it never ceases to amaze me that the prevention messages that you're trying to give us from a very wholesome, wonderful place is actually contributing to the problem. See, the problem is all the modes of transmission they are all very human behaviors. Um, having sex, um, self-medicating, disconnecting, whatever it is that we try to use to cope, be it healthy or unhealthy, it's very human. And by pigpiling, here's one more thing to do, one more thing to do. Oh, and hey, if you haven't thought of this, how about this? You're placing us in a position of fatigue. And the more tired we are, the more fatigued we are, the more exhausted we are, the more likely we're going to become susceptible that we're going to engage in at-risk behaviors and engage in very human behavior that leads to modes of transmission. At some point in time, you have to draw the line. And really, I would love it. And maybe I'm just a voice of one that's saying this. I would love it if we would return to true health education for our kids. Health education at home, health education in school, health education when they're interacting with service providers. They can stop trying to put the animals back into the barn. Instead, when you're in health education, talk about the viral medical disease 
process. And it doesn't even have to be exclusive to HIV. There's a number of viral conditions that are out there. So how about you just take out race? How about you take out sex, gender, et al? How about you take out all of these variables and get back to the basics? Get back to the science. And not the political, not the political science, not the politicized science, but the true, this is how it happens. This is A, B, C. And if we do that, then we don't fatigue people when it's too late. We've given them a foundation from which they have very basic concepts that has exponential, we know I like that word, exponential positive results, but I'm bump. Thank you for joining me for this episode. My hope is that today's takeaway is in as much as we are all unique, there is a fundamental foundation from whence we all originate. And I believe that it is time to begin with that foundation and then go into the specialty groups. If we don't make the flip, we are going to forever be chasing the dragon. That's just my opinion. Until next time, be well. See you soon.